0: This is the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and Sevensistershomeschool.com. This is episode two. So, hello, friends. We are here uh, with you this morning, and I'm Sabrina Justison, and I'm here with Vicki Tillman. And we are enjoying the beginning of spring where we live. we're not entirely enjoying it. Vicky's eyes are having allergy reactions. Yeah, this normal fuzzy eyed. But we're glad that the cold winter doldrums are passing and the things are getting pretty outside and and um, this weekend I got to go to a baby shower with some of our other sisters. Marilyn was there and Sarah was there and we were celebrating the uh, coming grandbaby of a good friend of ours.
1: One of our homeschool students who's all grown up and married and having their child. <laughs>
0: it it does happen, homeschoolers. They really will eventually grow up and be adults and get married and, and have children. <laughs> and have a job and pay their bills. It's, it's hard to believe sometimes yeah. when you're laboring through algebra or diagramming sentences or something. But it does happen. They grow up. But, yeah, we were at this um, baby shower, and I had one of those it's a small world moments, because um, Sarah had arranged for the cake to be made by her niece. And so she brought in the cake, and it was just beautiful, beautifully done. It was also chocolate with peanut butter, buttercream frosting. Oh, but heaven. Uh, yeah. So we were all oohing and eyeing over the cake, and Sarah says, oh, Sabrina, this is my niece, Katie, who made the cake. And I said, hi, Katie. So nice to meet you. She said, yeah, I actually know you. I babysat your kids when they were toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, you must have done a good job because they grew up very nicely. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't remember you. (laughs) We had been in a little ladies Bible study when my kids were itty bitty. And apparently Katie had been our babysitter and After 20 years, for some reason, I didn't recognize her, go figure.
1: So so does that mean now that our kids are growing up,
0: that our brains are growing old? I am afraid that's true. (laughs) But it was fun. It was fun to see um, all the gifts that were given to the baby on the way, and I was amazed at how toys almost play by themselves now some of the things that were opened were I thought wow it's amazing it's like it's just a lot more than stuff from just a few years ago even fun for us adults yeah definitely oh and it was so nice they had instead of people bringing a card with their gift they um, had asked that we bring a book to start building Baby's Library and put a little inscription in the book and that hasn't changed at all. That was the same wonderful titles that um, my kids read and your kids read and just beautiful, wonderful classics. We had Peter Rabbit and we had Eric Carl and we had, um, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank, Pooh! Winnie the Pooh, how could I forget Pooh? So, yeah, wonderful things were being opened, and I thought, oh, those were all on my shelf too.
1: They never grow old. In fact, you never outgrow A.A. A. Milne and Winnie the Pooh. Just this week, I was writing a post on our favorites that we were doing for read alouds, and we reread Winnie the Pooh with the high schoolers because Milne has all these asides that he throws in right. there. So, as an adult, you can go back in and analyze like an adult. Right. So teenagers can look back and watch the fun that Millen was having
0: with Winnie the Pooh. So you'd never outgrow Pooh. Never. Never. Isn't that true of the a lot of the best children's books is there's then a whole extra layer there that's going right over the heads of the little ones mm-hmm. that we get to like Narnia. You have to read Narnia again in high school. to read Narnia yes. again, and then you have to read it again. And again. Every few years mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, because it's just that good. <laughs> and I keep reading it even if my kids aren't around. I'm afraid I do the same. All right. Well, what are we talking about today? We're talking about five ways to have fun while you're doing high school
1: because you don't want to have a terrible time you don't want to be terrified when you're having homeschool high school they need to be fun years as well as challenging years but before we go
0: on we should mention a giveaway oh because that's fun giveaways are fun Mm -hmm. yes okay so here's what we're giving away we would like to give to one wonderfully fortunate, there we go, I'm trying to stick with the F alliteration here, five fun, fabulous, um, and uh, so one fortunate listener is going to be given um, a free chance to take Vicki's self-paced online course called Homeschool High School You Can Do It. It is 15 lessons, there's a video component to each lesson, and it is all practical and empowering and addresses all of the common fears that we have heard from countless moms as they head into high school. And um, it will do wonderful things for you. And this would normally cost $35 on our website, but one fortuitous, uh, fortunate, fabulous, fun friend is going to get it for free. (laughs) (laughs) And Seven Sister Marilyn is cringing yes. now because she doesn't like alliteration and Vicki and I automatically alliterate. <laughs> See that? <laughs> Automatic alliteration. <laughs> oh my. So what do people need to do?
1: They to... need to hop over to the Homeschool High School Podcast Facebook page and like the page and make a little comment so we know who you are. And then one lucky person will... Be so fortunate as to get
0: the course for free, and we will draw that winner. by what (laughs) date? We didn't choose a date,
1: so we're going to choose one now. How about April fifteenth? April fifteenth.
0: That would be a good, free, fun, fabulous thing to have happen on tax day. So yes, so we will choose that winner by April fifteenth, two thousand sixteen. And again you want to go to the Facebook page for the homeschool high school podcast right and you want to like our page and leave a little comment there telling us that you like homeschooling high school and you like listening to the podcast and you would like to win this free course all right so we're talking about high school and keeping it fun while it's challenging Vicki has the many um, years of experience as academic advisor for many, many families in our local community of homeschoolers. And so she has gotten to witness lots of the challenge part and lots of the fear and stress that can come along with homeschooling high school for many families. So it is near and dear to her heart to encourage families to not that fear and not just live in that place of constant challenge and stretch and push but to also weave lots of fun through the high school years. So why don't you tell us some of the ways that we can keep it fun? So let's go through
1: a few things that we've done that are fun with our kids. So one of the important things to remember is that with teenagers cheesy is just fine. So it's fine to have fun being cheesy. So one of the the things that we have done is occasionally have cheesy events. Mm-hmm. So one of the uh, things we did with our high schoolers is our set. One set of our kids got into cinematography, mm-hmm. and of course we knew nothing about cinematography <laughs> at that time. So we would go down to the library and check out you know filmmaking for dummies and. Yep. Uh, we come up with projects for the kids together and made a little cinematography club with various numbers of kids according to the month. And they we would have projects for the kids to do, you know, based on like Bible themes or um, I don't even remember all the things they did. Wow, I don't either. But they did ridiculous little short films and share them with each other. And then at the
0: periodically once or twice a year, we would have the... We called them the Toggy Awards. It was our equivalent of the Oscars. We figured these were budding filmmakers and they should have the chance to walk the red carpet and show their films on the the big screen. The big screen was the the projector at one of the local churches that let us borrow their sanctuary for the night. But we showed them on the big screen and everyone dressed up and we took red carpet pictures and um, made popcorn and had um, little figurines that we had made out of, like, uh, I think, oh, those Zoo Pals cups, the, 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 oh, the yes. disposable cups that looked like little zoo animals, and we filled them with chocolate, and those were their little, their little figurines that they would win, and it was incredibly cheesy, mm-hmm. I mean, just unapologetically cheesy, but you know what, they loved it, yeah. <laughs> they absolutely ate it
1: up. So, what uh, what we learned out of that is that anything worth doing is worth doing poorly, and so we could just have fun with the kids and they learned not to take themselves
0: too seriously right. and they will never forget the Toggy Awards that's right That's right. and we have the photographic evidence that we can um, uh, hold over their heads down the road too if some of them go on to really be successful in the filmmaking world and they walk whale a, whale real, a real red carpet we can bring back the Toggies so yeah Um, Okay, what about field trips? I seem to recall an awful lot of field trips in high school.
1: You know, the Seven Sisters, we've been very blessed to do a lot of co-oping and group classes together. So particularly our co-op, we did a lot of field trips, golly, about once a quarter we would do... A big one, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we did like trips to Gettysburg because we live about an hour away from there so we had local field trips and that was a good trip because we we spent time getting ready for that and one of the things we did was have a simulation of the underground railroad that's right So we uh, had the kids make, you know, they studied the Underground Railroad and they made those little quilts that the slaves would use um, to mark paths and where safe houses would be. And the, the kids had to, almost like geocaching, had to go. They were the slaves running away and they had to follow the quilts. And, um, and I was the person on the other side of the river, which they literally had to cross a little river, um, to, to tell them whether the slave laws had changed and they had to go back um, and be slaves again, or whether they could stay in freedom. So I had the easy job, but the terrifying job was <laughs> Marilyn, who could oh. run really fast. So she's our seven sister, who could outrun any of the kids yep. any time. And
0: she was the slave catcher. She would hide behind bushes and behind trees, and she would hear the kids coming. This was all happening at the campground where we stayed in a cabin for our Gettysburg field trip. And she would jump out and come running at them, and they screamed like babies. Even the boys screamed (laughs) and ran away from Maryland. (laughs) They would lose their shoes. They would fall in the river. (laughs) But again, you want to talk about memorable learning, yeah. they all they all talk about that, and it's been many years yeah. since that activity.
1: And the, the way we handled getting ready for things like that is we would just, the group of us moms, sit around in the summertime with cups of coffee and lunch and let the kids run around and do whatever they wanted to do, and we would just brainstorm ridiculously
0: goofy ideas because cheesy's good. That's right. Cheesy is good. And you know, teenagers think that their moms are cheesy and dorky anyway, mm-hmm. so you might as well just feed into mm-hmm. it. All right, so field trips. There, there, were, there were field trips that were much more straight-laced than the Gettysburg, much more academic and challenging and arranged for us more by someone else that still we made fun. Mm-hmm. We had a um, chemistry class that someone had arranged for a trip to a wastewater treatment facility. Yes, indeed. And the morning of the trip, when it was cold and rainy outside, someone suddenly said, oh, I'm not sure we told the kids, but this is an outdoor thing. They're gonna be touring, we thought they were gonna be inside a plant. No, it was an outdoor big, and the weather was terrible. So we were all phone tree, you know, calling everyone, dress the kids warmly, bring an umbrella, whatever. And they walked on this field trip and they all came home discussing the stench was <laughs> <of laughs> the <this laughs> stinkiest <laughs> field trip of all time. And yes, they learned stuff about industrial chemistry, but um, it was really amusing at our house because one of my sons was on the stinky field trip and he came home complaining about it. And my husband um, was quick to inform him that he worked in a wastewater <laughs> treatment facility for about six years, and he had no pity for them at all for their stinky <laughs> field trip, because if it were not for industrial chemistry dudes like himself, our whole world would smell like the stinky waste Indeed. treatment facility. So there was some good, uh, good life learning and respect for careers that came out of that field trip as well and so kids learn in a boring
1: or stinky field trip that life is full of variety.
0: <laughs> variety is not the word i thought you were going for there.
1: We we could teach them how to reframe
0: a difficult moment. Yes, because life is full of difficult right. moments. <laughs> okay, so we had cheesy events, we had field trips. We had project days. I liked project days. You never outgrow project days. You know, when our kids were little
1: kids, they would do adorable little puppet shows to show what they learned in history and they would do experiments to show what they learned in science. But they never outgrew enjoying projects all the way through high school. So whether we were doing co op classes or, or homeschool big old group classes, they always had periodic project days. In especially history sometimes in literature mm-hmm.
0: so the history made it fun and sometimes they would share writing projects mm-hmm. at project day too so we had some kids who really took to um, poetry writing or um, scripting things and they would bring their history learning and their writing together and they would script something it was really a lot of fun and some of our filmmaker kids would make films for project Days. they would too.
1: One time when we were studying modern history and we were doing the eighties, a group of the kids got together and learned eighties old rock songs. (laughs) You can't touch this and no matter where you go, I will be watching you. I don't know. I wasn't an eighties person, (laughs) but they were dressed in their t-shirts and- Black eyeliner. uh, Oh my gosh. So we still have pictures to blackmail them with that. That was, that
0: was something else. That was, that was good stuff. They had the guitars and the singers and the whole thing. Yep. 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 Yeah. Project A's also always included wonderful food Mm -hmm. because the truth is people form relationships over a meal. And that was one thing that we learned from co oping is that lunchtime was super important for the moms. To have lunch together, and for the kids to yes, have lunch indeed. together, and that's where some of our some of our best friendships formed over having a meal with other homeschoolers. So project days always included food on some sort of theme. So if it was countries, we would have food from that era.
1: If it was, know um, yeah, different like time periods, what the hip foods were then. So we've eaten a lot of strange foreign foods, at we least have. to us Americans. We have.
0: Yeah, and occasionally the kids would prepare a dish together on Project Day. That was some special something. We did a, um, a sushi-making party once for our kids when they were studying that area of the world in geography. And none of them really cared for the sushi very much, but they thought it was a lot of fun to make it. So. <laughs> yeah, Project Days are a wonderful thing the so cheesy events, field trips, project days, and writing, cuz every teen thinks that writing is fun, right? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but but
1: really, you know, kids are going to use writing their whole lives and they may as well have some fun with it so that every time they think about writing their their whole soul doesn't go oh my goodness and just shut down and rebel so one of the things we have found really fun and helpful is to have some goofy writing projects. In fact, we've taken those that have been real successful with the kids and put them on the seven sisters, homeschool.com website. So some of their favorites are the family narrative Mm -hmm. where they write a short story about a real life event that happened in their families. And so we have heard some. Hilarious stories and also some horror stories, Um, you know, with their family narratives. They've all done tall tales. Yes, And that's the silliest, goofiest thing. And teaches them to think creatively and out of the box, not take themselves too seriously. Have fun with vocabulary, write mm-hmm. in dialect. So much fun with tall tales. And those are really skills that they can sneak into research papers in, in appropriate ways, and to think creatively and to use words well. And then a, a lot of their favorite... Um, projects were the myth fantasy stories. So uh, in the genre of Tolkien and Lewis, they would all write a short story following the formula that Lewis and Tolkien did. And they had so much fun writing their own stories. And we would sit them together in co-op in groups, and they would write a a group story Mm -hmm. also And those were some of the silliest most fun but also adventurous
0: that's right stories that's right and it was really neat to see them share their individual stories with one another too because they uh, many of them took the same kind of risks putting something personal and philosophical and meaningful in the in the um, the quest and and you could see them really like, learn to articulate what was important to them and what they valued and it was really important life skills as well as writing and it was so much fun yeah yeah and I I remember kids who thought they could not write at all and
1: by the time they finished a short story of some kind especially the myth fantasy they were going like oh my goodness I can write and then that good thought will bleed over to the research papers that they have to write right
0: yeah, the research paper is inescapable, but it does not have to be intimidating. Right. So, And we can help you with that, too, at uh, the Seven sevensistershomeschool.com website. You can find guides that will break it down into manageable bits and pieces for an MLA-style paper or an APA-style paper. We even have some free resources for kids who are just trying to get started with research writing. So, pop on over there and search for research on the blog, and you'll find good stuff. So that's four fun ways. To uh do the high school years, let's add a fifth. How does Carnegie credits have anything to do with fun, Vicki? I'm trying to alliterate Carnegie.
1: <laughs> Carnegie credits are cool because
0: uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> what are Carnegie credits?
1: First all right, of all? so this is how it works. To get a a Carnegie credit, in fact, all high school credits are Carnegie units. And uh, by definition, the Carnegie people, when they defined credits, they would say it was 120 hours of instruction. Okay. So it doesn't say what kind of instruction it has to be. It just has to be 120 hours. Now, some states have tweaked that and require 180 and we live in the Delaware area and so they require 135 for credit but it's just a hundred and whatever hours of instruction so basically kids need to learn for that amount of time if you have a young person with an interest something that they think is really fun you can keep log sheets where they log down when they are studying and studying can be. Like if they're studying a history topic, watching um, history channel, watching um, things on YouTube that are, you know, Good in that garbage. Yes. um, That are on the topic. Yes. The field trips they take, um, if they're historical fiction movies that are appropriate to the topic, they can log that down. They can log hours writing a research paper that's on the topic so it makes the research paper fun and interesting. Um, And projects and whatever else they feel like doing. They bake a meal. Shadowing
0: someone in the, I know one of my kids earned. earned hours doing some sort of animal science veterinary Mm -hmm. something and um, interviewed vet techs and veterinarians and someone who ran an animal shelter and all of that interview Mm -hmm. time and then shadowing at those at their workplaces all of that went into yeah it's learning
1: it's a great way to earn history elective credits Mm -hmm. science elective credits career exploration credits fine arts credits all the things that, that
0: don't absolutely require a textbook. And the only part that is not fun about earning Carnegie credits for your high school transcript is the unbendable rule that if you don't log it, it didn't happen. Absolutely. So they must write it down on the log sheet, and that's the only thing that's like pulling teeth sometimes, is to get them to remember to log those hours. Have you done your log sheets?
1: Uh, so we would... <laughs> We would tape log sheets up by the computer and on the refrigerator, especially phys ed. They'd go outside and mow the lawn and come in and log hours for phys because the log was right on the fridge. They had to pass by. So, yes. But, you know, life is that way. That's true. If we don't write our case notes, like I'm a counselor, if we don't write case notes, it didn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that, And if people in it. my house don't write it down on the grocery list I am not responsible for buying it when I go to the store Indeed So, so. important life skills So
1: Carnegie credits are cool And practical
0: That doesn't alliterate <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take it anyway So to recap Five fun ways To uh, keep high school learning Moving along beautifully is um, Cheesy events Include those Go on lots of field trips, have project days, be actually creative with some of your creative writing, and Carnegie credits are cool. Indeed. And we hope that that is uh, some helpful encouragement to you to not let the challenge of high school be what runs your homeschool high school experience, but let it be fun.
1: And now for a little homeschool trivia brought to you by VickiTillmanCoaching.com. Did you know that the U.S. Department of Education periodically counts the number of students in the United States? So in the year 2011-2012, the U.S. Department of Education counted over 2 million. Homeschoolers in the United States. That's a lot of kids. And of that, there were 341,000 homeschool high schoolers that they counted. You know, some areas may be underreported, so the number is probably higher than that. That's a lot of homeschool high schoolers, which means we're a force to be reckoned with. It also means a lot of homeschool high schoolers who are ready to do some career coaching. So if you end up with a high schooler who wants some guidance, either face-to-face or over Skype, um, contact me at vickytillmancoaching.com, and we can help your kid out.
0: We have a coupon code for our podcast listeners. And if you enter this coupon code at checkout, in our bookstore at 7sistershomeschool.com. You can take 50% off of any one item. You have to have only one item in your shopping cart at the time that you check out or the coupon code does not work correctly. So choose your item wisely because you get one chance and you want to enter this coupon code at checkout. Podcast with a capital P. Podcast 16. That's capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-6, podcast 16. And then after you enter the coupon code, be sure to hit the update button that's right next to that field so that your shopping cart will take 50% off of your one item and you can check out for cheap. You've been listening to the Homeschool High School
1: Podcast with seven sisters homeschool.com and vickietillmancoaching.com brought to you by the ultimate homeschool radio network